0: this is valor radio valor strength of mind and spirit that enables a person to face danger with steel clad resolve and determination in battle or in any other situation valor like that displayed by veterans of every branch of the military throughout our community This radio show, Valor Radio, salutes all of you who have raised your right hands to volunteer and protect and preserve our unique American way of life. Thanks for joining us and your brothers and sisters in uniform for Valor Radio. Here are your hosts, Colonel Paul Simonelli and Captain Steve Momano. Yes, indeedy, and this is the time I jump in and uh, say soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, coasties, and guardians... And the civilians who uh, serve by their side. Welcome into the big uh, tent. And now we bring on from our remote studios in remote Florida, everybody's favorite dog faced pony soldier. It's Colonel Paul Sonelli. Because <laughs> he's, you know, Joe Biden always speaks very highly of you.
1: you know? <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. Hi. So I got an email today. Uh, from the State Department talking about those civilians that served by our side. Yeah. And I thought I'd bring it to our attention. And, Steve, I don't know if you get these emails, but uh, from the State Department.
2: State Department? No.
1: Yes. This is a travel advisory, level ah, four. Ah, yeah, a
2: travel advisory. This is
1: the big one. A- effective, December eighteenth, 2023. Do not travel to Afghanistan due to terrorism. No kidding. Risk of wrongful detention. There go my plans. Kidnapping and crime. In 2021, the Taliban took over Afghanistan and announced an interim government based in the capital of Kabul. That's who those guys are. The U.S. Embassy in Kabul. Kabul has suspended operations and the U.S. government is not able to provide any emergency counselor services to U.S. citizens in Afghanistan. Taliban.
0: I, I could have sworn they were the Knights of Columbus.
1: U.S. citizens should not travel to Afghanistan for any reasons.
0: Unless your name is Biden. Yeah.
1: Multiple terrorist groups are active in country and U.S. citizens are targets of kidnapping And wrongful detentions. The department, this is our State Department, the department has assessed that there are risks of wrongful detention of U.S. citizens by the Taliban. The Taliban have harassed and detained aid and humanitarian workers. (laughs) Um, Interpreters. The activities of foreigners may be viewed as or viewed with suspicion. And reasons for detention may be unclear. And it goes on and on. Um,
2: That's beautiful. (sighs) Nice to know that you're on the job at uh, Foggy Bottom. So,
1: Steve, if you were planning on a uh, Christmas vacation... I
2: actually was thinking about it, you know. I I probably
1: should reconsider. Yeah. And, uh, Mm -hmm. Bob, uh, I know you and the missus are always looking for exciting places to travel but I think you're going to have to leave this one off your list. You won't be able to put a pin in that map
2: that you have oh, in your living Oh, the shopping room.
0: alone. Oh, listen, the beaches of Kabul. Oh, oh, God. Love that
2: place. <laughs> it's like Saint-Tropez.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got it. Beautiful. <laughs> Exploding palm trees. Oh, yeah. Napalm and trees. And it
2: says, <laughs> U.S. Napalm citizens trees. who
1: are in Afghanistan are urged to depart immediately.
2: <laughs> oh, isn't it? that would be nice if they could. Right. <laughs> not talking about rubbing it in. Jeez, that actually says that? And then it says, if no. you
1: choose to disregard the travel advisory and travel to <laughs> Afghanistan, <laughs> we follow wash the our Department of, of State on <laughs> Facebook and Twitter slash X.
0: You're reading this off of The Onion. I know you are.
1: No, I'm not. This is an email that comes from the State Department. This is a level four... Travel advisory. Travel
2: advisory, and those are uh, actually you can you can read those on on um, an open source uh, uh, right. Yeah, right. You can just call. if you're going somewhere. You can call and they can they can uh, email it to you, or you can go online and pull it off. If you or, Just
1: Google uh, travel to high risk areas, <laughs> U.S. State Department. Uh, you can go right to the website and, and, that and read was, this for and, any country. And
2: that was dated 18 December this year. Yeah, it's actually amazing. dated
1: today. Yeah, it's dated 18 December. That's amazing. It was sent out today.
2: That's just phenomenal.
0: It's 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 a scary indicator of the competence level in the State Department, is it not?
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, this is this was sent out with the intent that somebody's going to take it seriously. I, I so a, either, either they're extremely dumb, or they think you are, or pos- well, possibly both.
1: There was information already out there, Robert, but. This was updated with information on risk of wrongful detention.
3: Well, that's what it a,
1: says at the top I, of the message. I have a very
2: close friend who's worked for State Department, and I just talked to him on Facebook this morning. But I'm gonna, now that I heard that, I'm going to go back and ask him about it because that that that's a prize winner right there. You should you should put that in the pantheon of uh, of uh, evil deeds. That's just awful.
1: But the other side of it is, Steve. You know, if you. If you actually have to be told all this, uh, maybe it's best if you're not. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it'll end up ultimately helping help strengthen uh, the gene pool. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. You never know. It's just a, all right, so That's a real good one, Paul.
1: I know. I know. Well, you
2: just, uh, you know, you have to go somewhere else this year. So what do we have in non-Darwin news uh, on Valley Radio today?
1: <laughs> well, uh, I guess it's about time. Um, how many attacks, Steve?
2: It's over 100 now.
1: Over 100 100. attacks, and those those crazy hooties.
2: Those hooties, yeah.
1: Um, are shooting at our ships, and cargo ships all over the place, and we finally decided to do something, right?
2: Well, we're in the process of doing something. We haven't really done anything yet, except shoot the ones down that are up in the air coming at us, so which you know is a good thing i suppose i i i i give them credit for uh you know for being ready and uh, and being able to you know the uss carney you know god bless them they're doing a great job out there but you know they shot i think they shot down 14 in one day or something like that but what are we doing about the source of the the drones and the missiles nothing
1: so we're going to be completely defensive on this,
2: right? Completely. We're not going to rock the boat. We're just going to defend ourselves. It's like a like a goalie. Like uh, people are taking shots at, at goal. We're just deflecting them, and then you know we'll see how many of those before one of them gets through. Because you know, Paul, eventually one of them's going to get through. It's it's like a prevent defense, right? It is. One of those Hail Marys is going to get through and get caught. Right. But the clock's not going to run out, unfortunately. It's just going to keep – there's no clock on this. And uh, the Houthi rebels are um, are going to keep firing stuff at us. They There's a, an article I just read th- this morning. It says about the U- U.S. Navy's Red Sea dilemma. They're saying – this is Monday uh, article. It says Houthi rebels uh, uh, said they attacked two vessels – they say had links to Israel uh, in, in, uh, in the Red Sea, the, the Swan Atlantic, which is a Cayman Islands tanker, and the MSC Clara. Now, according to—this is Yemeni's naval force spokesman. So the Houthi rebels have a spokesman. His name is Big, Brigadier General Yahya Sare. Sar, it's S-A-R-E-E, Sari. So he's sorry. yeah. He's on X, you know, doing the Twitter thing, saying— the, sh- the ship refused to respond to his calls so they were attacked by multiple projectiles so they're driving the train if you don't answer them or you don't do they don't do what the the general wants you to do they fire at you and um and it's not clear if they fired drones or missiles um but they were launched in a quote wave from rebel held yemeni territory now USS Carney comes in and responds shoots down the drones with no damage to the ships in the area, no reported injuries. So it's got a happy ending. But the the tricky dilemma, they say, for the U.S. Navy is the Houthi rebels are no match for the U.S. fleet, but the rebels have healthy stocks of anti-ship missiles that can harass more ships than the USN can hope to protect. So what do we do? Are we going to just keep on, you know, deflecting shots on goal, or are we going to do something about it? Now, British Petroleum, BP, just announced it's going to stop shipping oil through the Red Sea because of the Houthi rebel attacks. Because And, and the, the fear is that it's going to adjust, uh, uh, disrupt the global uh, supply chain of uh, oil. And it, it very well could and affect our, our way of living in America. So we're, we're playing with danger here, playing with fire. And uh, the USN is incredibly capable defending itself, um, but it's uh, being stretched thin. With uh, its international commitments, and they're saying the U.S. can't handle an East Med defense of Israel and cover the Red Sea and protect Taiwan and South Korea. So something's got to give.
0: Still there, Paul?: Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Okay. I'm right. decide, I'm,
2: right. I heard, his I'm, sigh. I heard his I'm, sigh.
1: I'm contemplating here. Yeah. I'm
0: a, I'm a, this is radio, and uh, I, I'm allergic to silence. On I know you <laughs> are on the remote line. I know you are. But you I, know, I just it, want
1: to give it, people a chance to absorb this because it, it's hard to, to take. I mean, it's just- government has few very mandatory roles, and mm-hmm. this is one of them. This one of them, and they're not fulfilling it. Amen. So, all right, I'm hearing some music. We're going to take a break. We'll talk a little bit more Navy when we get back uh, with more of Valor Radio. But I can weather the storm. And
0: we bump out with Dino Crocetti from Steubenville, can. Ohio. You know
4: him as
0: Dino. Dino Martin on Valor Radio. Happy holidays, everyone. I hate that. Merry Christmas, everyone!
4: I cannot remember the worst. December Just watch those eyes sickles fall do I care? Your go to for standard of specialized business insurance coverage, MGM Associates of Rochester, now serving the region and beyond in New York. Since 1984, MGM has provided leading coverage from a wide range of carriers not only home, condo, boat, motorcycle, and auto, but also specialized policies for all types of businesses, including nonprofits and law firms, livery insurance, property insurance, and bonds for all needs. MGM Associates of Rochester provides auto, workers' comp, health care, and liability coverage. Choose from birth virtual appointments or good old in-office in-person consults by appointment at our Penfield office. Five-time consecutive winner of the National Best Practices Award. MGM is proud to support veterans groups. For your personal business, home, or professional insurance needs, meet the experienced staff at MGM Associates. Locally and proudly owned at 1745 Penfield Road in Penfield, 3817008 or mgminsure.com. An associate of Michigan Miller's Mutual Insurance, 2425 East Grand River Avenue, Lansing, Michigan.
0: The Stars and Stripes Flag Store is open again. Shop at 783 South Avenue Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 1 to 5. All American-made flags, many different types, apparel, drinkware, ornaments, and more. Honor our heroes. Shop Stars and Stripes Flag Store open again just in time for Christmas.
3: As a veteran of the United States military, I can finally get the opportunity to enjoy special events, things that we couldn't afford, thanks to VetTix. Every empty seat at a concert, a game, or a play is a missed opportunity to say thanks to a veteran and service member. We can give our veterans a special event where they, too, can create their own cherished memories. Visit Vettix.org. Find out how you can make a difference in a veteran's life. You're listening to Valor Radio
0: with Colonel Paul Simonelli. Here's a rare one. The Rockin' Stockings with uh, you, excuse me, Yuleville, USA. I think it's Bill Black's combo actually because it's not on his label from Memphis, but a
2: little jazzy,
0: yeah. Anyway, back to Valor Radio here. Sound of the season on the WISL stations. Here's the Colonel from Florida. Thank you.
1: By the way, not to rub it in. How's the weather? Uh,
0: <laughs> Colonel Schadenfreude, it is uh, 25 degrees here. And white. And white. And, uh, blowing and nastiness. Not a lot of snow yet.
1: Uh, it's a but little it chilly here today, too. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's chilly. Go ahead. Stay. What is it?
1: It's uh, high 60s.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Are you wearing uh, shorts, Sort of forcing
1: Paul? us to keep the pool heater on. Pool? We got
2: pool. a heated Pool. What do you need a heated pool for? Yeah, it's so great. Why is it got to be heated? Right. <laughs> That's a <how I'm> complaining. <laughs> Keep the alligators happy.
1: So. Yeah, listen,
0: uh, Paul. Don't don't pet those gators. Yeah, I you know. I know.
1: Yeah. I know. So, uh, you know, I, Steve. I know you watch a little bit of television
2: once in a while,
1: and I know you're a movie uh, fan.
2: That I uh, watch a lot of, yeah. Yeah,
1: you, you avoid the news channels?
2: Um, no, I don't avoid. I actually, I watch too much news. And do you watch stuff that makes you crazy? Every day.
1: Do you notice that the um, that most of the commentators are seem like they're anti-Israel? Yeah, <laughs> just a oh, little. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah. If you, especially if you turn the dial, I mean, if uh, if you go over to uh, CNN or MSNBC or uh, the networks, wait a minute. Oh my gosh! You still got a TV with a dial? No, I don't really have a dial. <laughs> I, I have buttons. <laughs> I, I, I just curious. Yeah, just, I, sorry, it's a, it's a old arcane term, but you know what I mean. I turn the of, channel. I I just, imagine uh... you sitting at
0: home watching an Admiral.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a month's <laughs> a month's TV. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, Muntz TVs were great as long as you lived in the city. If you lived 20 feet outside of the city, the months wouldn't pick anything up. We
2: we always yeah. had RCA. We always had RCA or Zenith.
0: General Electric at our house. Oh yeah, yeah. did you have General? You know? well, but think the next we had Zenith. The, next door neighbor but, though, uh, you know what the next door neighbor had? Just real quick, Paul uh, Stromberg Carlson. Ooh,
2: well, my dad worked oh, for there Stromberg, you go. We, so we had him until the the company like, kind of went bust.
0: Well, I didn't go bust. They just decided they wanted to do defense work instead of making yeah. hi fi and radios. Yeah, and, and when
2: well, they started making communications and owning them. Wham, they wanted to get out of that. But my dad worked yeah. for Stromberg Carlson, yeah. So he, we, we were very fond of their cabinets. They had the best cabinets in the business. There
0: them. is nothing finer than a Stromberg Carlson.
2: Is that their? Right. Was that their? That was their phrase. Really, oh, cool. So yeah. we end up
1: um, listening to these commentators, and when they're interviewing people, and someone says anything that. Is a little bit critical of Palestinian folks and they immediately get attacked.
2: They're um, really touchy. I mean, it's just, it's so visibly apparent when you watch and it. The basic
1: facts are so one sided. I know. You know, Israel got up and walked away from that land, they left them with. Like three to four thousand um, hot houses, greenhouse facilities to make them completely self-sustained for food. Um, offered to completely rebuild the port facilities to make it into really a mecca in the middle. Uh, you know, in the Mediterranean, it could have. You know, it's got beautiful beaches. Beautiful. Could have been anything.
2: It's a beautiful country. And,
1: and if you look at the money, if you look at the money that's been poured in, international money, um, I, I read these numbers this weekend. Uh, the Marshall Plan put about $650 per person, per capita, into Europe after World War II. In that same region, in, in, in Gaza, it's been about eighty-six or eighty-seven hundred dollars per capita. Wow! And I'm talking about adjusted dollars. You're right. So it's, you know, it's like twelve or thirteen or fourteen times the money, and there's nothing there to show for it. Nothing. because They don't want that. It's all been diverted.
0: No. All, all they what they want to do is they want to destroy Israel. They want to kill all the Jews. They want to have hegemony in the. Uh, in the Middle East so they can control the oil fields and then they can start jerking around the West, uh, with, uh, with the oil supply. And,
2: uh, is that a pipe dream or what? I mean, well, that's it, what this is, is ever going to happen. This is
0: what, the, well, I don't know. I, it's kind of up to us, isn't it, Paul?
1: Yeah.
2: So that's what I, they want. When I
1: hear people and so are there people at, and Hamas is responsible for this? Um, Yes, are people suffering there? Sure. I, I'm not taking anything over, or, or discounting the suffering, but we've just we've got to we
2: got start with the ground truth. And boy, if I have to hear about a two-state solution one more time, there, there, there isn't going to be one. Uh, <laughs> don't worry that's about not it. It, it's not possible. It's not going to happen. It's not well, possible. I just get I've been saying purity. that for.
1: I've been saying that. For the last 16 years, but, but since guy, Israel our walked out are, of Gaza. Our diplomats,
2: are, they 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 pay lip service to it every day. Well, that's the, the clods
0: in the media. They they think God,
2: two-state solution. You know, listen. So I, old President Trump,
1: for all his flaws, for all his faults, understood the reality on the ground there,
2: and well, he sure did.
1: And his actions, by moving the embassy. Um he he actually moved the process and he started uh, he started the process again and with the accords he was able to get things moving again. And it created such fear with Iran. Oh, it was
2: beautiful the way it was working.
1: It was. It was in a
2: short period of time it was working like a like a charm.
1: It was. And uh, so this is, uh, we can only hope that it can get uh, re-energized. You know what I
2: heard on the news yesterday? I heard that um, Iran has an intelligence gathering ship in the Red Sea. And it's basically doing all kinds of coordination of attacks on these, uh, these merchant ships uh, with the Houthi rebels. So, and we're not doing a thing about it. You know that 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 troubles me. That the Navy knows what's going on. You, could, I mean, I could tell you right now, the Navy knows all of this right now, and they're not doing a thing about it because they won't get permission from the White House to do it.
1: This is. Uh, we could end this very quickly. Yes, we could. We need, you know, five or six, um, targeted, strategic strikes at the sources, you know, the, the command and control and the logistics sources right. that are supplying these folks, both in Syria and the Houthis, Right. and this thing will get shut down very, very quickly. Yeah, but
2: instead what they do is Lloyd Austin comes up with this Pentagon plan, this Operation Prosperity Guardian. They have to give right. it a fancy name. And they're basically, it's a task force of 10 nations, you know, US, UK, Canada, France, Italy, Netherlands, Bahrain, Norway, Spain, and the Seychelles. Ooh, that sense chills up the other guy's spine. Um, They're tasked with defending the world's shipping lanes. I thought that's what the Navy did at one time. I thought that's what our Navy did without anybody else's permission. Now they have this thing called Task Force 153, which is in charge of defense of the Red Sea. So um, Roger Wicker, who is a senator from Mississippi, I wouldn't know him if he bit me in the hindquarters, but he says this is not good enough, and he's right. He says, how about, you know, uh, uh, you know, get, keeping the rebels from attacking in the first place, it, like by uh, going at the, the source of the, the missiles and the, and the drones, you're not going to tell me we don't know where those drones are coming from.
1: That's right. We're just playing games here. We're playing, playing defense. Games. We're, we're biding time. Yeah, it's terrible. For what reason, I don't know. I
2: don't know. Um, Maybe because there's an election coming up. Every minute we're biding
1: out. time, we're letting Russia do what Russia wants to do. We're right. letting Iran do what Iran wants to do. We're letting China do mm-hmm. what China wants to do. Um, we're Amen. letting things going the things that are going on in Africa to go on. We're letting our economy uh, keep sliding um, we're becoming more dependent on foreign oil. Uh, you know, we're just, nothing good is happening. Yeah. And, and we're, we're just shooting ourselves in on. the foot.
2: Yeah, this is not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. And, and if we don't get a handle on it soon, um, you know, we're going to be in up to our necks and, and it's going to be pretty obvious to the, uh, Everybody who's watching, that we are a paper tiger if we don't do something.
1: This is, you know, we've had other periods in our history that in our lifetimes, Steve, Mm -hmm. but um, nothing that I can recall like this. I
2: agree. You remember when um, you were in the in the army when uh, Jimmy Carter did the Desert One thing, weren't you? Or that was you right after that, right?
1: Um, right after that, yeah, right that after. was a
2: bad time. But I never lost faith in the military during that period. I always, I lost faith in the in the in the leadership, and maybe in the in the the JCS or whatever. But I never lost faith in the the military to be able to do good things and do uh, you know change the course of history during that period. I only really think now we're in a situation where things are just really, you know completely upended that was the
1: turning point that was the absolute turning point uh with the u.s military and what happened after that was was a transformation that you and i got to uh got to see uh, and got to benefit and benefit definitely it was just a, a spectacular transformation of the military after that it was so
2: i thought it was
1: Speaking of transformation, uh, the Red Baron's uh, busy right now, (laughs) so we're going to have to take a break and uh, let him finish the sortie while we're uh, uh, selling some airtime. We'll be back shortly with more of Valor Radio. One of Colonel's favorites
0: for the holidays. We'll be back with more Valor Radio on WYSL.
3: Niagara Falls
0: to the Anirondacks and from Canada to Pennsylvania. You're listening to
3: Valor Radio.
1: Well, Gates, who is your holy, huh?
0: Kay Kaiser for the younger members of our audience here. And his, uh, Knowledge of musical knowledge, Ishka Bibble, and her. This is Boy, Who's Yahudi?
4: Sully Mason and later Harry Kalona Babbit. Who's Yehudi? Who's Yehudi? Someone please lend us a hand.
0: Solve this mystery if you can. Is he mice or is he man? Who's Back to the colonel in our in our stu- studios uh, in uh, in sunny Florida, which is much warmer. We are constantly reminded than it is here. <laughs> you see, we've we've just proven that Bob can find a dumb song for any occasion.
2: <laughs> Where else can you find Kay Kaiser
0: on the radio? Kay Kaiser is college of musical knowledge. Go on.
1: Oh, is that, uh, is that song still? Is someone going to get paid for that song? <laughs> Playing? Royalties?
0: Oh, you mean royalties? <laughs> yeah. I Well, yeah, because we write a check every month, so we get to play this stuff. Boy, it oh goes boy. to the Ishka Bibble Fund. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. So, Steve, I, I got a quick one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I know we've talked about this before when uh, the issues come up. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Notice that uh, Navy's going to be naming a ship. After uh, Marine Corps Medal of Honor
2: received I saw that, yeah. Yeah. You
1: Pretty, okay with that? They, I know you um, got, you know, the Navy's I, got their own thing about ships, I, so. I had a
2: problem when I, when I thought he was still alive, but he's dead. So I think it's okay. If you, if you want to give it to him now that he's gone, I'm okay with that. He's right. a great, I mean, he's a Medal of Honor recipient. I, I'm okay with that, you know.
1: Okay. That's what, your primary thing? You don't think people should get it when they're alive?
2: No, I don't. I don't right. think I don't like it at all. I, like they get they named uh, the um, Gerald, or not Gerald Ford, the um, uh, George Bush? H. W. Bush after him while he was still, and that. That ain't kosher. That shouldn't happen. I'm Ever? sorry. I, no, I don't. Can you think of a circumstance when it would be warranted? Um, Maybe like Lou Gehrig or something. Like the guy's got cancer and he's dying or something. You want to buck up his, you know, his, uh, you know. Morale before he croaks. I, I'm okay with that, I suppose. But <laughs> just, but I don't know s- with that. just a sentimental old fool. That? What if you what? really think so? What's, say that again?
1: I I don't know. Either you do it or you don't. I mean, I don't. I don't like it. I, I think if the person is entitled to it, um, I think it's more about does has the person earned it? If they've earned it, then you know what. I think having them see it rather than their widow or their kids,
2: um, I I'm, I'm okay with mind. it. So yeah. I,
1: I guess I disagree with you yeah, on this I, one. Yeah, but, I, uh, I
2: just I, I'm just kind of traditional that way. I just don't. Yeah. Uh, they 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 can know that it's going to happen. You know that they have allocated the funds for it or whatever. But to have them sitting there at their own, you know. Uh, uh, commissioning ceremony. It's just unseemly. I just don't like it. Well, I guess
1: if for well, a well, middle like of a, like a, winner, I guess example, there's not I, enough we can say.
2: Perfect example Gabby Giffords. Gabrielle Giffords gets to go aboard her own ship.
1: Well I don't, she get I don't like
2: it. I because she got shot? Because she got shot. And well,
1: see, because... She shouldn't get a ship.
2: Well, well she got I'm, one. I'm into that. Well,
0: you got to understand, Paul, reminder time, everyone, that what, what uh, gives you status in today's society is victimhood, not accomplishment. Right.
2: Right. And she is. She's a legitimate victim. But well, she's made a and, career and, out and of it. And Mark, uh, what's her, her husband is uh, the senator from Arizona. Not anymore. Didn't he? Kelly? Didn't he lose or something? Did Kelly lose? The, aer- the astronaut. He's, thought, still, he's still around. I thought he, he was gone. I can't stand that guy. He decided not to run again or he? Got defeated. And, I, I do Maybe was, I, I got to, maybe He I got was doing watch. commercials for uh, Breitling, yeah. selling watches for a while. So And I like their watches, but um, I don't like him. Sorry. Navy guy, too.
1: So, a couple of things leading into this next. You know, I just went to the Army-Navy game. you yes, And I know did. I'm going to get in trouble for this. No, no. Um, and it has nothing to do with the game. Um,
2: Congratulations, I have by to the way. say...
1: You know, the older you get, uh, the the folks that are kind enough to share tickets with me, you know, the older they get, um, the better tickets they get.
2: Oh, wow.
1: You know, as you're older graduates, and you you get a higher selection of tickets. Oh, so
2: you're like a beneficiary of a legacy. Yes. Oh, how nice.
1: My son... That's
2: a good deal, Paul. He's
1: a 15 graduate, so he's still in the nosebleed sections if he gets them, (laughs) so... Uh, I take advantage of these friends and Beautiful. but the point i 'm getting to is i 've I noticed something this year, and I would say that I saw more general officers than i 've ever seen flag officers than i 've ever seen in one space really and um I know i 'm going to get in trouble for this. I, I saw more diversity among the flag officers than I've ever seen in my entire life.
2: Diversity of uh you know I saw
1: more women flag officers, mm-hmm. I saw more you know
2: of color and all that stuff. Yeah, my okay. no, different, yeah. And it, Okay.
1: And it seemed it seemed really out of proportion with the proportion of the army. Really? Now, Interesting. so I was thinking to myself about this and i'm trying to understand what the goals of the military are are the goals for the leadership to match what the military is or what society is Ooh. because in the military you know let's say there's 20% women but there's 50 or 51 or 52% women in society and the promotion rate for women to flag ranks is much higher than the percentage of women in the military right now, especially when you start talking about two, three, and four star.
2: So you, you sent me an article about um, Black Women's Group defends affirmative action at military academies. Is it? Well, I was going
1: to lead into that in okay. a second too, okay. because it starts obviously with the feeder. Into the academies because that's where most of the officers come from. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, where do we draw a line between quality, you know, meritocracy, which was always the measuring stick? Maybe it wasn't. Maybe that's part of the problem. It was.
2: At one time, it was. Well,
1: maybe not. We don't know. We don't know.
2: I always thought it was. I always thought the best people got promoted, well, for by and large. I mean, not every, not in every case, but so um, we
1: don't know for sure that there weren't groups that were maybe held back. You know, some of these we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Steve. Um, these first two years of 04 promotions that DoD studied with no pictures yeah. and no names. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, minorities and women got promoted at a higher rate than they had in the past and they, while well, they didn't want to draw conclusions Um, so we don't know that there might have been something in the past but they didn't want to draw conclusions but do we know for sure that there wasn't something at the academies or in promotions before we don't know for sure but we know now that a fix has been put in and
2: but but, but i think what i what I sense is you're trying to figure out who decides what the yardstick is is it right and i don't know the answer to that because uh you know you know you could say it's the pentagon or i don't think and it changes hands you could say it's the administrations but um i just read the statistic it said um blacks make up 19% of the enlisted active-duty service members as of 2022, but only 9% of the officers. Well, what's acceptable? Are you trying to get to 12 or 13, which is the percentage of blacks in the population? And who decides that that's the yardstick?
1: Right. That's what yeah, yeah. I'm, Good I'm trying to... It's a great question. Um, and, and should that supersede measurement of, of quality?
2: Right. No. And these are challenging questions. I I don't think it should supersede quality. But, you know, if they were all, if all Tibetans in the Navy got, were all the flag officers in the Navy, I would be happy if they were the best officers, if they had the best, uh, you know, combat records or the, you know, I wouldn't care what color they were. I really wouldn't. I just want the best people. Come hell or high water, male or female, uh, you know whatever denomination. I just want the best. I'm hearing some music. We're going to have to take a break.
1: Something worth more discussion, though, uh, on Valor Radio. We'll be back shortly with more.
0: Merry Christmas from the WYL stations and Valor Radio.
4: go-to for standard of specialized business insurance coverage. MGM Associates of Rochester, now serving the region and beyond in New York. Since 1984, MGM has provided leading coverage from a wide range of carriers, not only home, condo, boat, motorcycle, and auto, but also specialized policies for all types of businesses, including nonprofits and law firms, livery insurance, property insurance, and bonds for all needs. MGM Associates of Rochester provides auto, workers' comp, health care, and liability coverage. Choose from virtual appointments or good old office in-person consults. By appointment at our Penfield office, five-time consecutive winner of the National Best Practices Award, MGM is proud to support veterans groups. For your personal business, home, or professional insurance needs, meet the experienced staff at MGM Associates, locally and proudly owned at 1745 Penfield Road in Penfield, 3817008 or mgminsure.com, an associate of Michigan Miller's Mutual Insurance, 2425 East Grand River Avenue, Lansing, Michigan.
0: The Stars and Stripes Flag Store is open again. Shop at 783 South Avenue Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 1 to 5. All American-made flags, many different types. Apparel, drinkware, ornaments, and more. Honor our heroes. Shop Stars and Stripes Flag Store open again just in time for Christmas.
3: As a veteran of the United States military, I can finally get the opportunity to enjoy special events, things that we couldn't afford, thanks to VetTix. Every empty seat at a concert, a game, or a play is a missed opportunity to say thanks to a veteran and service member. We can give our veterans a special event where they too can create their own cherished memories. Visit vettix.org. Find out how you can make a difference in a veteran's life. You're listening to Fallow Radio
0: with Colonel Paul Simonelli. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and yours from the United States Army. As we roll a little Ronettes here, I saw Daddy kissing Santa Claus. Here's the Colonel.
1: Thanks, Robert. So, anyway, got a lot we wanted to talk about. The show's going very quickly today. Um, there was a trivia question about that on whether Michael Jackson ever did that song. I don't think so. Well, he did as part of the Jackson 5, but not solo. Oh. And someone lost a contest because they said Michael Jackson did it. And it really was the Jackson 5. But okay. Anyway. um, So, Steve. Mm Mm-hmm. Obviously, you didn't manage time really well last week when I wasn't there, and you didn't get through everything you wanted to get through. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Any excuse for, for a okay, shot? Wait, well, whatever. Whatever. No, seriously, you you had a couple of things you wanted to uh, hit on from oh, last yeah, week, oh, so I yeah. let oh, you finish oh, up. Okay, then I, then the I got to. Yes. I, I thought you were talking about during the army navy game. I take you to the woodshed. I
2: thought you were talking about during the army navy game when you were sending me all that. Clap <laughs> to rub my face <laughs> in what was going. So I'll have to remember that, Paul. No, uh, there are a couple of things. Just I'll get through them real quick. Um, you want the If you wouldn't mind, sure. Ah, I get motivated when I hear this music. Ah, these are service notes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, courtesy Bob D'Angelo, who uh, sent me a couple of uh, press releases. So I'll start out with uh, two Navy uh, fellows. One is Navy Airman Cole Young, U.S. Navy. He's a native of Batavia and is uh, serving at the Aviation Rescue Swimmer School. He is a graduate of St. Mary's School, class of 22. He joined the Navy eight months ago to become a SEAL, Navy SEAL, his lifelong goal. And he looks to be on his way to BUDS and SEAL training, basic underwater demolition school super the aviation rescue swimmer school provides initial aviation water survival training and cpr qualification to all pre-flight naval aviators naval flight officers flight surgeons naval air crew candidates student aviators of all service branches and international students Uh, qualified aviation uh, rescue swimmers serve in treacherous conditions to perform life-saving missions i.e. evacuating families during storms, rescuing crews off ships along the Pacific coast, and uh, 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 saving uh, trapped uh, mountain climbers uh, uh, as well. So good luck to Airman Cole. Second is uh, Navy Seaman Bryce Phillips, USN. He's serving at the largest diving facility in the world, Navy Diving and Salvage Training Center. Uh, uh, Here here there are more than 1,200 students of all services undergoing dive training each year. These include candidates for submarine scuba, Navy deep sea divers, CB underwater construction divers, joint service diving officers, and uh, EOD uh, officers. Uh, That's Explosive Ordnance Disposal, by the way. Seaman Phillips is a 2022 graduate of Churchville High School. He says, quote, I am most proud of making it through selection for dive school. 80% of candidates drop out, so I am proud that I worked hard and stayed motivated to make it here, quote, unquote. And we're very proud of you, too. We're proud
0: of him, yes. Thank you.
1: Back to you there, Colonel. Okay, thanks. And I just have to take a moment to uh, recognize we you know, we had a loss. I'm sure everybody knows about it in our community. But, uh, you know, we lost uh, Major Terry Brayman, uh, who was a Air Force pilot, special operator in the Air Force. Um, and I just bring it up because I, I had the privilege of working with his mom, Glenda Brayman, uh, well, I was in the DA's office, uh, she was a legal clerk for the Honorable Don Mark, and uh, she was a great, great person to work with, um, and I just feel terrible when I hadn't I, I put the connection together that uh, it was her son that was killed in this accident um, in the Far East involving an uh, Osprey aircraft, uh, and I know the funeral was this week, and I just wanted to uh, offer our condolences to the family and uh, to Glenda um, and her husband, Howard, and uh, let her know that uh, they're in our prayers uh, and uh, thank uh, them for, um, you know, for the sacrifice that they've, the ultimate sacrifice of their son uh, for the service of our country. Um, so, we've got uh, Arlington National Cemetery. We consider it probably the most sacred ground. Steve, would you say?
2: For, yeah, I would.
1: I mean, there's there's a lot of national cemeteries around the country, but when you think of think about it, people think of Arlington. And has unbelievable significance historically, and um, we're messing with it. Yeah. So,
0: unfortunately, we are. Yeah. How are we messing with it? <clears throat> Excuse me. How are we messing with it?
1: The uh, uh, a federal judge has put a hold on it, and he may be deciding today whether or not to keep the hold on it. Um, there's a memorial to a Confederate soldier at Arlington Cemetery, and um, it's been ordered to be taken down. Bob.
2: It was in the process actually of being um, right they were starting they were getting equipment in position to rip it out.
1: Uh, a statue.: hmm. and,
2: Do we have to have this cultural
0: revolution? Are, are, are mm-hmm. we being run by Mao? hmm
1: Pretty uh, much.
2: We are now. So,
1: I we you know we don't have to go through the whole debate again about whether it's a thing to do or not to do.
2: You know what I was thinking, um, of, Paul? I was thinking about who's guarding that thing at night. Like, is there any way anybody can get in there and start like taking it down? Because, you know, they they've done that other places where they when they were debating right. whether to to rip something out, somebody went in there and and uh, you know just got the thing, you know, taken care of on their own. They've they've just gone ahead and said, well, we're going we're gonna to take it out. We don't want it.
1: Well, that's sort of what happened here. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, they're claiming the Army who runs that cemetery, um, which is unique because usually the Department of Veterans Affairs runs the other national cemeteries.
2: The Army runs um, Arlington? Yes. I didn't know that. Um, they're saying the Army
1: violated federal law by not going through the process because it's part on the National Register of Historic Places, and there's a process before you can change anything Uh, I would think so. Any place that's on the National Register. So they were violating federal law by not following those steps. Um, So this is why the judge put a temporary order on and he's hearing it uh, yesterday and today. And whether we might hear a decision, we'll talk about it next week if we hear Mm. that the judge uh, either held or for, you know, to hear more evidence or whether he let him tear it down.
0: One minute chance.
1: So. Um, well, just, he
2: better make a decision soon because yeah. uh, people will start taking matters into their own hands.
1: Well, you know, if people start messing around with Arlington, there's going to be a real problem, I think. I think so. Uh, you want to talk about people taking things into their own hands. I think uh, a response will be taken into their own hands or something like that. Mm. But anyway, so Christmas, when I think about Christmas in the military, um, I don't know, Steve, if you were on a, uh, away from home on a ship couple times uh, Christmas ever but yeah. uh, you know when I think back around World War II we always think about the Battle of the Bulge um, and uh, yep, a lot of things happened in Christmas uh, for folks deployed and uh, we have a lot of people deployed this year let's keep them in our thoughts and in our prayers this Christmas I'm just and uh, let's say a prayer and we'll see you next week Merry Christmas you uh,
0: Merry Christmas
2: guys thank Yeah,
1: Thank you and thank you for everything you all do uh, Let's keep in my thoughts and our prayers Take care
2: my
3: Yeah I'm dressed up for success From my head down to my boots I don't do it for the money There's bills that I can't pay I don't do it for the glory I just do it anyway Providing for our futures my responsibility Yeah, I'm real good on the pressure Being all that I can be I can't call him sick on Mondays When the weekend's been too strong